0: I'm Cunnington, and this is Haveless Podcast. I'm excited that you're tuning in today. You know, this podcast was created by Truth to Table, so I can have a place to share my heart, biblical truth, simple lifestyle leadership, as well as... Just connect with my table community, my table tribe. So I hope that you'll spend a few minutes with me as we jump in to whatever God has put on my heart this week. And don't forget that you're never too far gone from where God wants to take you. You are loved, you are seen, and he wants to desperately know everything about you. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Let's jump into this. Welcome to the Havilah Cunnington podcast and I'm the Havilah Cunnington and today I'm so excited that you're tuning in because, well, I get to have one of my friends on the podcast and you know we don't have a lot of people on this podcast, partly because I can't get it together, but also because I want you to get to know people that are interesting and Um, maybe that I have a relationship with or at least want what their product or what they're endorsing to be out there. The cool part is, is that I have a guest on here today that we've been friends for a long time. So it's exciting that I get to have my friends on my podcast. And today I have none other than the fabulous Bianca Oltoff. She is a pastor, an author, a mom. Um, She is hysterical. I don't know how, what else, like, you don't do, but you're amazing, Bianca, and I'm so glad you're on this podcast. I'm excited
1: to be here, Have We've been friends for, not five years, for six years. Six I did the math. years.
0: Yes. I, I stalked you on YouTube. I think I was the stalker. I fangirled you, and then <laughs> <laughs> you put up with me.
1: <laughs> I actually, I'm not even kidding you. I think I might sell emails saved. And I, here's the thing that I want to communicate to your listeners, which is so fun. It's not like you were a stalker. You literally didn't like fangirl. You're like, oh my gosh, amazing! You just shot an email, said, "Hey, you are really good at what you do, and I'm doing the same thing. And I just want to let you know, like, you have someone cheerleading for you in Roseville. I didn't even know where Roseville was, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. And like, and like, literally, I just thought it was going to end with that until we reconnected when you were in LA. And for anyone out there who feels like... Wow, I just want to encourage someone. Don't be a crazy stalker. Don't try to get something them. Encourage them. And you never know, maybe six years later, you might be friends with that person.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, this was before the age of Instagram. I think it was like Facebook and YouTube. I'm not I'm thinking we didn't. If we had Instagram, it was like just beginning. No, it was Instagram. Back in the day, we didn't have Instagram. (laughs) I feel like we're getting
1: to that that age where I'm like, oh my gosh, we're really getting old. I know. You saw a video on YouTube, and you sent me the link of that video. And then also in your email, you included a link to one of your preaching videos.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. I. That's kind of embarrassing. I was like, if you think you're cute, you should see me too. (laughs) I'm embarrassed. Well, I knew that you were like a pastor's kid and a twin and we were doing the same thing. I was teaching at my dad's church, you're teaching at your dad's church. And I had never done that into this day. I have never done that to anybody. It was just this like surreal moment where I I was studying for a message and I was looking on YouTube and I found you and I think I just sat back and was shocked and then when I finally spoke in LA, I reached out and you drove over. We had a meeting together and laughed and cried. It was just instantaneous.
1: It was, it was. And I, at the time I was living in um, Orange County. Oh, actually when you emailed me originally, yeah. I, was, I was single living in Los Angeles. And then the next time you reached out, I was married living in Orange County. So I drove down to go hear you, uh, to hear you teach and also to connect over lunch. And we had such a great time.
0: We did. I, what I love about you, Bianca, is that you are always really hungry for like what God is doing and what he wants to speak. And you know, you just have this hunger. And I I always am amazed because you're you're such a brilliant woman and you're smart. And I don't know if anyone's ever on this podcast. I'm I'm surprised if no one has heard you yet, but you're an incredible communicator. You're as brilliant as you are funny. But you're also really, I think, humble in the way that you want to learn and grow. And I think that's something I've really enjoyed about you. Every time we get together, you ask really good questions. Well, thank you. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You just know, I love thing. that
1: you think that I'm, like, brilliant. You, you say are. we talk, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm really not. I just try really hard. <laughs> I'm always right. the nerd that's, like, taking mental note or writing down things because, I, you know, I I didn't uh, – you know this, and we both struggled academically, but I couldn't rewrite herself uh, until the age of 12. And, like, literally, I know for some of your listeners, this is going to sound crazy, but um, I just wasn't very involved with, like – the miraculous or the prophetic but i remember being 12 years old and begging god for a miracle i said really? if you give me words i will give you my voice and shortly after that we went from being classified as like special needs to <laughs> uh, to being in amazing the grade and scoring in the 12th grade for reading comprehension like that that's miraculous you know you're serious that's, oh you're totally oh, serious, serious. Heart attack,
0: girl yeah. yeah i would never have caught that from you never that's a, that's amazing why, thank you. That's why, that's why we relate, I think, in so many ways, because so. we're the same thing. So yeah. you grew up in LA, you're a twin, you have a family, got married to Matt. And what started you on this journey of like helping, well, people around the world, but specifically women and, and teaching and writing and what started all this?
1: You know, I just, I've always had this burning desire for transformation. I'm obsessed with this concept of transformation and it always felt something that was like far away or elusive or maybe for like the extra holy. And so um, when I began to kind of just go into God's word and be able to see life transformation uh, through not just biblical characters, but people that were living it their lives out fully alive, filled with the spirit of God, hungry for the things of God, I began to think like, well, how do they do that? And so it's just been kind of like this mandate on my shoulders. I feel like uh, I'm passionate about creating practical handles for people. And it's usually... I would say nine times out of 10 rooted directly in a biblical narrative or a book of the Bible. I'm just passionate about that because me and myself, I don't really think that there's a whole lot of wisdom that I can give, but I love scouring the scripture and making it super practical while making it come alive. And that's, that was the beginning of it. It was just like, it started in youth ministry with a bunch of girls that were like, the Bible's boring. And I'm like, no, boo, boo, you boring. You gotta make it come alive. And, and so that's what's kind of started it. And then I was in grad school at the time. I did not want to be involved with ministry. I just wanted to be rich and live in LA and own an art gallery. And <laughs> you tell God what you want. And then he just like flips the script on you. And uh, I just became super passionate about making the Bible come alive and creating resources for people to take their next step in living the life that God's called them to live, AKA transformation. And so, um, um, I- from there, it just ministry began to grow from, it was like blogging at the time was cool and then um, began to travel and write and speak. And now my husband and I have planted a church in Orange County, California, and I have my third book coming out um, in August, August 26th.
0: I know. And I'm so excited. I mean, this has been a full year for you. You planted the church. It's called the Father's House. Is that Father's House OC? Yep. Or make sure I say for that right. Orange County. Uh, which is really amazing because the Father's House whole network of churches is, is phenomenal. So if you even know, if you're a Californian, you'll know that they are, like Matt and Bianca, are the perfect additions to that community. But then you also have this brand new book coming out. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about today was this idea of, I mean, obviously, you had a book called Play With Fire. You've written, um, you you know, you've done Bible studies. But like, why this book? What, first of all, it's called how to make your life not suck, how to have your life not suck, how to have your life not suck. I'm going to get that right. So why did you write this book? Okay. So again, this came
1: out of this desire to see people's lives transformed. And I, I remember being 25 and thoroughly confused, not just on the things of God, but confused on life. And I'm like, I just wish that someone would have spoke to my 25 year old self, 10, 10, 10 ish years ago and say, Hey, hey, if you just had A, B, and C, or if you did one, two, and three, you might not be running into the same walls that you're running into, but I didn't. And so most of the time on the road, people are like, hey, will you mentor me? Or, hey, what do you think about this situation? And I realized that I'm doing them a disservice if I'm not fully unpacking uh, some practical wisdom for them. And so I sat back and one of my favorite books in the Bible is this book called Ruth. It's in the Old Testament. It's only four chapters, but it shows this beautiful narrative of an older woman, Naomi, and a younger woman, Ruth. And like, they do life together. They go through long, together, they have love together, and all of a sudden from loss to life to love, these women's whole world is transformed. And um, it, I was obsessed with this concept of legacy because the story starts one way and ends in a surprising way, but then what we don't suspect is 400 years later, this baby that was birthed out of their story story that brings us salvation today and what if we started thinking about what we can learn from the the previous generation apply it to our lives with the mindset of thinking my i don't want to live for a good weekend and a good instagram post i want a good legacy what am i building for the future yeah. and it might be kids but it might not be kids it might be a right. business it might be art it might be music that people create or poems that they create and so this book is uh three sections first one is on relationships and dating because dang we well, need some help oh my <laughs> my gosh, they're making some dumb decisions. And I remember, I remember I got married a little bit later. And so um, I remember kind of stumbling and bumbling my way through. And so uh, first section is on dating and relationships. And we see that played out through Ruth and Naomi and um, their loss and what that love looks like. And then the second section is on faith and spirituality, some of the hard questions. In that book, we deal with uh, death. We deal with depression. We deal with heaviness and even this concept of sovereignty that we see throughout the book. It's that big theological word, which basically just means God's control of everything, even the hard things in life. And then the final section is on adulting. I just feel like, what would it look like to find a mentor, have a mentor, go to work and show up on time? And all of these principles are based out of the book of Ruth. And I, my heart in communicating this is like, do I think that this one book, when read, and all of a sudden it's going to be like a magic pill where your life doesn't suck? No. But I do believe that if we start making these micro to macro changes in our life, then our life really could be on a trajectory where it doesn't suck.
0: Gosh, I love that. And when you say we, did you write it with someone else? Um, no,
1: I wrote it by myself, but I invited my friend. Um, her name is Dr. Deborah Gordon. She is the uh, chief psychologist psychologist. Um, for her own private practice, and she's also uh, the chair of the Department of Psychology at Moody out in Chicago. And I just realized, like, I realized when I went through, um, struggled through depression, struggled through loss, struggled through death, I didn't have appropriate tools um, that can navigate those things. And so I felt like I received so much help by meeting with a, a licensed counselor and um, she's a trained therapist. And so I had her chime in on areas that I felt like, hey, would you mind giving us free therapy? So not only <laughs> do people get to read the book of Ruth in this book, but they also get to read How to Have Your Life Not Suck and get free therapy from Dr. <laughs> Deb Gordon. So I just, there were certain things where, you know, we talk about, um, I, I share this one story of how depression is really Affecting our society today and share the story of going in and connecting with a young woman who had attempted suicide through the act of cutting and um, We see kind of like this undercurrent of depression and PTSD Anxiety through the life of Ruth and Naomi and I did not want to open up a can of worms that I could not close and so That's a great example of where dr. Deb popped in and she was able to give us uh, 10 ways to identify for wrestling with depression and great practical tools to do like what happens when you are depressed so stuff like that.
0: she's
1: love she was, that. Right? Yeah, it was fun.
0: I love that. I think, um, you know, getting getting that kind of perspective as well, we have the biblical, but you also have that kind of psychology that allows us to know what normal is and the mark. So you get all this biblical truth, but then you also have this ability to filter it through, am I really struggling and how do I walk out from this? Somebody who's studied the brain and life and- So it's powerful. I love, I love first of all, I want to say I love that you're tackling the idea of relationships. You tend to like to do that. Um, I I watched it. Yeah, what is that? Why what is is it just because you were single? I know I got married later in life too, but I'm curious what, what is it? Just you feel kind of like you can tackle the topic. You know, it's actually come out of
1: a need. So if you think about a lot of the television shows that are wildly wildly successful right now, from uh, dating reality TV shows, stuff like Bachelor to Bachelorette, to even Paradise Island, to even shows on uh, Bravo, like Millionaire Matchmaker, we are obsessed with... Finding love and I feel like we have been sold a faulty bill of goods between magazines movies and media We are swallowing this pill that you know we're gonna expect rose petals and Horseback riding on the beach while sunset then getting in a hot air balloon and you, then we realize that that's not reality so how do we have healthy relationships that are normal and and then more importantly, how are they biblical? How how do we end not just? Relationships, but in that relationship section. I also talk about friendships because friendships are relationships and like how do you know when a friendship is done? When should you walk away? What does is self-preservation look like? I feel like it's it's not just dating and relationships though It's kind of manifested at, I also believe that like we're tackling in this season Marriage, And I'm a stepmom. So I have two stepkids. I inherited uh, them when they were five and seven, and they're now 13 and 15. And so what does that look like to lead well and love well, live well, um, in healthy relationships, that's really where it spawned from. But I, th- I think I could speak on authority. I can't speak on authority about parenting because I'm like, let me make sure the kids live until they're 18 and go to college. And I can't think about marriage yet because I'm like, my husband and I fight all the time. We are passionate about each other, but my gosh, we get on each other's nerves and we nitpick. And so I was like, okay, so we have been married like 35 years and we never argue and like we wear matching outfits, then I'll talk about marriage. But one thing I can speak on with authority is uh, friendship and relationships. So that's why it was kind of, I spent a little bit more time paying attention in that section.
0: And I love that. I think people need all the help. I need all the help I can get. I know a lot of people. and, And sometimes we all assume just because we're adults, we should know how to do this. And we don't. Sometimes, like you said, we can save a lot. I mean, we can save a lot of pain. And it's one of the number one questions I know I get and you get, which is either a friendship or dating or marriage, somewhere along that, which is just dealing with another human being. I love it.
1: Absolutely. I think that's also a tactic of the enemy. Um, If if you go back even to Genesis, when God said, it is not good that man is alone. It's this concept of like, we're supposed to be in community and the enemy wants to sever, like sever that community. And so uh, let's just talk about like dating relationships prior to marriage, the enemy is screaming, have sex, have sex, have sex. So that you, cause you, your soul is craving that unity, but that unity should be in the context of marriage. Then you get married and then the narrative changes. The enemy starts saying, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have totally. sex, drive a wedge in that unity. So I just kind of want to speak to that and raise and elevate the conversation. It's just like, let's figure out how to do healthy relationships because this is a picture of the gospel. It's a picture of God at the beginning of the universe, Father, Son, Holy Spirit together. And that's kind of what I, I want to hone in on that.
0: Wow. That's so good. I can't wait to read this to you. Let me ask you for those that are listening. It's not a Bible study, although it follows the book of Ruth. It's real practical as well, right? So they're going to get it, but it's not...
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. In fact, um, the publisher asked me to do a Bible study with it. And I actually said, no, um, I, if people pre-order the book, I give away six, uh, six wow. video sessions, or DVD sessions, digital sessions, um, plus a whole PDF that goes through it because I want people to get that for free. Like That's if you're going cool. to Bible, I will give it to you for free. I like, I just <laughs> want people to love this story. Um, so yeah, I'm not doing a Bible study with that. I provide based Basically, Bible study for free. The book, though, it's not. It does not chronologically go through the book of Ruth. What I do is I take principles. So each chapter will start off w- um, with a verse from the book of Ruth that kind of sets the foundation as to what we're going to be talking about and why we talk about it. So we pull in wisdom from Ruth and Naomi, practical stories, real life examples. And um, I love to laugh like you. So there's always going to be a dose of humor in it as
0: well. <laughs> I know. And you're so funny. Sometimes when I watch you preach, I just, I'm like, are we, is this a comedian A comedian slash, pro- like, are, this is unbelievable. I just think- No, have, I need a muzzle because I don't plan <laughs> any of
1: this. It just comes out. It's like verbal diarrhea. Yeah. And when I'm around funny people, I'm like, I'm praising the Lord and watching my P's and Q's with you because it's inappropriate real fast. I, love you, it. I just feel like I'm a loose cannon. Watch out, sister. I
0: love it though. I've been watching your Instagram more and more and I'm like, there she is. I think this pastoring thing has either got you like exhausted. So you're, you're just getting more free or you're kind of like, Hey, you're either my people or you're not. And I just yes. I love yes. it. <laughs> well, I think this book is phenomenal. It, it will basically uh, come out in August, but you can get it today. It's pre order, right? Yeah. Go
1: to, um, Amazon, Target.com, Walmart.com, okay. BarnesNeville.com, and pre order the book. And when you pre order the book, there's a bunch of stuff that I'm giving away for free as well. Um, on the website, BiancaOltoff.com, you can actually submit uh, or you could forward an email and you can get all the free goodies that we're gonna be giving away, um, the 10 Dating Commandments PDF, um, oh my gosh, how awesome. dateable are you, with
0: the <laughs> seven video
1: sessions for the Book of Ruth and a bunch of other free stuff that we just wanted to give away.
0: Oh, that sounds so awesome. So again, you guys can go right to her website and make sure you get that, all those goodies. So if you do get the book, you know, you don't wanna miss that stuff, but the only way to do that is you can't just get on Amazon. You have to go to her website and make sure you buy the book there and get all the downloads there. And, um, and make sure I always say if you get the book, make sure you take a picture and tag her tag us let us know you learned about it on the podcast. It always so helps fun. I think people always assume we know. And it's like crickets unless somebody posts or tags or shows us we don't know. So we I don't I know you and I, we're both relational in that way, but we enjoy it when people let us know. It's so fun. It it's makes so us
1: feel like we're fun. not talking to a vacuum. That there's really
0: people out there <laughs> who are as crazy as us,
1: and really do want our lives to look different.
0: It's so true. And I love the fact that if they're if you guys are in the LA area, they have an incredible church. Uh, make sure you go check that out as well, and give Bianca some love. On I know you're on Instagram more than probably any other. I assume you're more on Instagram more than any other. Are you a Twitter person? I don't know it.
1: Uh, I I still use Twitter occasionally, but Instagram's just fun because you could do everything there. It's like okay. a one stop shop.
0: You can, and you can kind of catch up. I always feel like if I'm behind, I can catch up, but oh my gosh. Well, Bianca, I love you. Thanks for jumping on. I can't wait to hear about the success of this book and so many lives are going to be changed because you invested your time and your story. So I love you. Have a great day. Give Matt and the kids my love and thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Well, I hope that really blessed your life. I hope that everything God is trying to get to you, you grabbed a hold of. Again, don't forget to give me a shout out on the socials and am there almost every day. And if this podcast really spoke to you, would you consider leaving a review so others can find this podcast and as well as some stars? I hope you have a great day and I'll catch you next time.